my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be on here tonight with Jade Morgan. How are you, Jade? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing awesome. It's great to see you. Um, uh, Jade is coming from us uh, from down under. Um, so if there's a little bit of a delay, you know, we've got to feed all the way down, uh, all the way across the world, you know. But uh, but we're uh, we're super excited to to be talking to Jade. Jade is um, one of our um, one of our 2023 graduates. Um, so I started this. Um, last year, where I highlighted a couple of graduates um, right around uh, right around commencement time, and so I'm super excited to be able to to highlight Jade. Jade has been um, just one of my uh, one of my favorite students. I had him for one of his first classes at Cal Poly, and and we connected then. And then I'm ha- now I have him as for his last uh, official class with Cal Poly, his internship. Um, and so I should tell you what he's doing. So he is an internship in Queensland, Australia for Pedal Electrics. Um, So that's an electric uh, bike company that's um, owned by uh, Josh Kerr and and, and his group. Um, And uh, we're going to get all into what Josh is doing there with his internship. But Josh, we got to turn back uh, time a little bit for for everyone. Uh, Tell us where you grew up. Yeah, I had a bit of a mixed upbringing. Um, Yeah. I grew up down in like Encinitas, California, on my dad's side, and then Mendocino, Northern California, on my mom's side. Uh, about as polar opposite as you can get. I grew up on a hundred-acre farm up north, and no neighbors. Um, yeah, middle of nowhere, riding dirt bikes, cruising in the river. Yeah, and then grew up in a you know, cool little beach town in Southern California. Um, yeah, so super stoked to have had both of those and. Gave me a lot of balance in life and opened me up to kind of just different routes and was very happy to land in San Luis Obispo, which was a perfect balance between the two. Love it. So tell us, what did your, what did your folks do when you were growing up? Um, Kind of a big mix of everything. Um, yeah. None of my family ever went to college or anything. Okay. So they were kind of just all over the board. Um, up north, for sure, we had like just taking care of a lot of property and land and everything up there. So whole mom's side of the family was doing that. And then Southern California, my dad did like real estate loans, kind of like just in that industry. Uh And then my stepmom was doing like corporate branding and sales. Um, And so, yeah, kind of a mixed bag of, of businesses. (laughs) Gotcha. What about siblings? How many brothers or sisters? Yeah. Yeah. So I got a little half brother. Um, He's 14 years old. And oh, what an excellent kid. He speaks French, English, Spanish, surfs all day, every day. He's actually homeschooled right now. And they're heading off to Costa Rica tomorrow for the next month to go work and do school remote with the whole family. So they're stoked. (laughs) Nice. I bet they are. That's awesome. So, uh, so obviously I know what, uh, what, uh, young Jade was into, but, uh, tell the, tell the world what, uh, not the, the podcast world, uh, what young Jade was into growing up. Yeah, I did just about everything. Um, I started surfing when I was two years old, um, skating as well at the same time. Got into snowboarding, was just all things board sports. Yeah. 
up north, I was just fishing, dirt biking, riding the quads, hopping in the river, catching salamanders and crawdads, just being being a river rat. Yeah. Um, and then definitely got into like organized sports, played a ton of just everything. I was playing basketball, soccer, baseball, football. Um, I was, yeah, just kind of had a pretty pretty lucky upbringing with the opportunities I got in life and just was experienced to right just a ton of things outdoor and sport and just all things good <laughs> right right well i re- i remember when i first uh when i first met you jade you were like you were you know you were already a, you were a professional surfer at that point and you and and that came out at some point it wasn't like you introduced yourself as a professional surfer but i forget how i i figured it out or whatever and I sent one of your videos to one of my buddies who is like a huge surf fan. And he was like, holy cow, man, that dude is <laughs> sick. He's really good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I told you he's pretty good. So tell us about that. Like how you, um, you, you know, you said you're into all of this other stuff, but how did you become, um, how did you become and when did you turn professional as a surfer? Yeah. It's such a weird term in surfing, like yeah, blaming no, professional know. surfer because like in my eyes, I'm like not a professional surfer. Um right. <laughs> but I also do kind of do it for a living in some sense. Like yeah. Um I've had sponsors since I was super young. Um yeah. Very thankful for that and all the support. But yeah, I did a lot of competing when I was growing up and kind of realized I didn't love competing. Mm. Um I just like found myself, you know, like get those moments when I didn't win a lot. I've only won a couple things, a couple of contests in my life. And yeah, you know, it gets a bit frustrating when it's like, ah, I don't know. I just wasn't my outlet. Right. And I got just, you know, way more stoked on free surfing and traveling. Like my biggest thing over the past 10 years has just been to travel as much as you can. Right. Um, so I realized that there's like other outlets in surfing where you'll still get support and sponsorships, but you just got to go travel the world, get the best waves around the world and film it, document it, promote it. And just like tie in that whole aspect um, and tell the story behind it. Right. So right. yeah. Started really pursuing that when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. And it hasn't stopped. I've been lucky enough to travel around the whole world and just document myself filming and get yeah. to experience all types of different surfing. Um, my mentor who we'll talk about later, Josh, um, he, I remember like kind of right when I moved up to San Luis Obispo in 2015, like I had been introduced to some big wave surfing before going to Hawaii and whatnot, but right didn't really understand that world. And yeah, I just remember him picking me up in the RV and taking me to Mavericks for the first time and getting me aboard in a, a vest and safety and just like dialing me in and yeah, just fell in love with that right away and didn't um, uh, pretty much didn't miss as well for the next six years um so I, right. I got introduced to that whole aspect of big wave surfing and also the shortboard aspect and just tying in the two and taking more of a unconventional route these days riding a lot of twin fins and just kind of having way more fun with it and yeah very stoked to still have the support of the sponsors and able to do it for fun you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's so amazing. So, so go into a little bit more depth about, about who Josh is and how you met Josh, because I, I think, um, 
you know, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more as we move along about your ability to network in this world, you know, in, in this surfing world and how that can open up doors in our experience industry, right? That you've, that you eventually yeah. found a home in, but, but talk about how you met Josh and how important he's been in your life uh, uh, related to, to, to now too, right? For sure. Yeah. So Josh Kerr, he was on the world tour forever. Um, he was an innovation within the sport, was one of the best aerialist surfers around, um, made a huge mark on surfing and what it is today. And since his professional surfing career kind of turned a corner, he's turned into the most successful businessman within the surf industry. Um, yeah, he just has had so many successful ex exits and just um, great. He is a great networker and also just has really maximized his network to you know, create opportunities for fun and just great business ideas. And yeah, so basically I met him when I was about 14 or 15. I was bussing tables at this restaurant in Lacadia, California called Fish 101. And he was an original investor as he had just moved from Australia over to Carlsbad, so just up the street. And so he, as an investor, he would you know be eating there four or five times a week with the family. And yeah, we just started kind of bonding and vibing out when I was young and ended up going surfing with him a bit. And, you know, as a kid, I was just stargazed like, wow, like Josh Kerr comes into my restaurant. This is crazy. Like this guy's such a legend, like no way. And yeah, yeah I ended up just like, he never gave me the presence of like being a big guy and like not able to communicate with me. Like he just instantly was like my friend and I felt that right away. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Um, yeah, so he kind of just was taking me under his wing, would always like get me psyched to, uh, you know, go out on the jet ski and learn how to drive the jet ski and go do tow apps as his partner and go down to Mexico and go score waves. And yeah, just was always like including me in these really cool opportunities. And yeah, the friendship continued. And yeah, basically it was 2019. I had been going to Cuesta for four years and, uh, I got into Cal Poly and then three months later, they revoked my admission. We can talk about that later. It was a pretty heavy situation, but they basically thought I had this math class that I didn't have. And I'd already committed to Cal Poly and denied every other school I got into. And yeah, I booked a celebratory trip to Indonesia to go like, just be like, yes, I got into Cal Poly and I'm going to go to Indo and celebrate. And yeah. basically found out right before the trip that uh, they told me I got to wait again and reapply next year. So what I ended up doing was hitting up Josh and saying, Hey man, I got some time in between school at the moment. Do you have any opportunities for me? I was like, dude, perfect timing. I got an internship for you. I'm the commissioner for the Red Bull airborne contests. And I want you to be my commissioner assistant. The next events in France, you coming? I was like, let's do this. So yeah, straight from Indonesia, I flew over to France and got to be the commissioner assistant with Josh and that allowed me to work with Red Bull, WSL, and Stab. Um, tell, tell incredible experience. So WSL is the World Surf League. They yeah. are in charge of hosting the World Tour events, the Challenger Series, and the Qualifying Series. So if you're ever trying to make it in surfing as a professional, you basically have to, as a competitive professional, you have to take that route. And it's the highest of the highs for 
uh, competitive surfing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next thing you know, I'm in France and I'm yeah, basically running the show with him. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Um, it was nonstop fun. It felt way more like just fun than a job, but it was definitely a job as well. So right. yeah, super cool opportunity. And, you know, it just opened up a ton of doors and yeah, we've always stayed in contact and just, you know, I've always told him, you know, like one day I'm going to finish college and I'll come work for you or have some opportunity with you. And so we've always kind of joked about it. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was basically, let's see, last a year ago now, or last August, I booked a trip to Australia because my main sponsor for surfing is from here, Misfit. And they'd been sponsoring me for a few years. And I basically was like, Hey, I want to come out there and just say hello and say thank you and you know put a face to the name that you've been supporting over these years and yeah i was going to be out here for three days and then fly to indonesia for a surf trip and i got here in day one i was like what i am not leaving in two days like this place <laughs> right. is way too magical and i was spending some time down south coast and then josh was here and he's like hey you can come up and stay with me on the gold coast for two weeks if you want like uh waves are gonna be good good time so i basically flew up here stayed with josh for two weeks and man we scored waves every day i got to experience all the businesses that he runs out here and just get a little taste of what's going on in his australia life yeah um and then you know i was just like wow pretty starstruck with just like what he's got going on over here and all the opportunities he's created right and at that same time the founders of Pedal Electric, who I'm now working for, were out here to bring it over to Australia to launch it out here. Right. So little did I know I was going to be working for them, but we just became friends and you know built this network and just yeah. got to hang out every day for a couple of weeks. And uh, I basically left Australia a month later, saying I'm going to do everything I can do to get back there and do my internship there. And yeah. Here I am now, made it happen. So and here you are. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. It's such a great story, Jade. And um, you know, I want to get I want to get into a little bit of your of your story here at Cal Poly. You know, um, thanks for sharing that uh, that story about the 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 mishit, if you will, with the um yeah. getting in and then they revoked it. Um, you know, one of the things that I love about that is that I think a lot of people when something like that happens to them, I, I, I think it would be really rough, right? It would really be a rough ride for them, but you instead turn it into something positive, right? And you were able to, to then take and, and take an opportunity. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that I've, that's a thread that I keep hearing with you. And I know from the spirit that, 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 and the energy that you put off, I know that there's something to that with you, right? And I don't know whether it's your upbringing or or what it is, or maybe it's just that surfer life where it's like, hey, man, whatever, you know. But I feel like it's different with you. I feel like you've got a, you know, you've got a a, a, a different vibe, if you will, of being able to find the negative um, or being able to find the positive when there's negative. And um, so I wonder if you can just... Uh, touch on that a little bit and um and how you ended up getting back into cal poly yeah great way to put it and you're spot on that's been my whole life studio is turning negatives into positive um i've had to overcome 
so many challenges in life. Um, and, you know, after having so many, you realize there's a couple ways you can go about them, right? And I've taken both routes and realized that, you know, turning the negatives into positives is the best way to do it. So, yeah, super um, grateful. And actually, I think that getting my admission revoked was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, and I say that with a lot of things, but it's true. And, you know, if I put it this way, it's like if I would have gotten that first year, I would have had been straight into the pandemic, had one year online and then the next year online as well. I would have had worked four years at Cuesta to get into my dream school and then had two years of online school at Cal Poly and then been done. Yeah. That's the furthest thing from what I wanted to do. Yeah. And luckily, because of that, I took that as basically like, okay, cool. Like they were like, try again next year. I basically had like everyone at Cuesta, the head of the departments, the dean, everyone like vouching me and contacting Cal Poly, like, hey, like, you know. Jade worked so hard. He has everything. He can take the class over summer, like let him in. And then just like, no, 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 sorry. Try again next year. I was like, ah, that's so hard to hear, but yeah, you know, like it's all good. Like here's what I'm going to do. I'm still going to go to Indonesia. I'm going to take that trip. I'm going to take the semester off at Cuesta. I'm going to go back. I'm going to take not only that one math class, but I'm going to take three other classes to get more on top of it, yeah. build my GPA up and just have more courses going into it. So I did that. And it was the best thing that ever happened because I got in and it was still the pandemic. My first year was online and it was hard because, you know, I'm living, I lived on this in the same house for eight years, adjacent to Cal Poly, staring at it, wondering if I'm ever going to get in there one day, you know, and I <laughs> finally right. got, and I'm still there on my computer looking at it through my, through my window going, ah, right. it doesn't feel right. And, but I was able to get a whole year in person and I wasn't, I've just, kept tapping into all these opportunities on campus and through the resources that you all provide. And I was like, there's no way I'm only doing one year here. So right. I actually added a minor and continued it and became, you know, it's funny, like thinking about it, I was a super, 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 super senior yeah. um, at the end of it, but yeah. I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. And I got to maximize so much opportunity and resources that Cal Poly offers. And I am, I am where I am now today because of that. And I really am just so stoked on everything that's come from it. And yeah, really, you know, it all happened for a reason and it's hard to see that in the, in the meantime, because, you know, you work so hard for something and you just get denied. You're like, what? Like, yeah. this is like, this doesn't make sense. Like everything's against me right now, but it's like, no, no, it's, it's really all going for you. You just got to kind of zoom out and understand that, find a new lens, new perspective, go from there, create more opportunities and it'll come your way. What a what a great perspective for everybody to try to shoot for, Jade. I really appreciate that. So let's talk a little bit about that minor now. You know, you um you, you were telling me about um you were telling me about it earlier and and I want you to re repeat what you what you told me about it, you know, I, I think um, when Dr. Schwab and I were, were writing the book on Learn By Doing, one of the things that we ended up recognizing in um, talking to our other collaborators was that we realized that there are two types of people at a Learn By Doing centered institute. You know, there are those types of people who 
embrace all of the opportunities that they're given and um and come out the other side like really really amazing because learn by doing i think we can all agree it's a it's the best way to learn right experiential learning is is the best way but if you don't embrace those opportunities it's hard to get as much out of it as you can and and so i loved hearing you talk about like what you did uh with your with your entrepreneurship minor so can you tell everybody about that experience and what that was like for sure yeah i was just finding any possible way that i could extend my time at cal poly and get another year out of it and after some meetings with dr rue and diane korth and just kind of taking my back end that i had already received a degree in business administration and could yeah. kind of bring some of those classes over and kind of just work on um you know, extending my time. And I found that there was a program called entrepreneurship in the College of Business. And that really excited me because being an entrepreneur myself and being involved with all like in that industry my whole life, I was just like, I'm going to take this and see what I can do with it. So I ended up getting into that, getting approved, and it allowed me to extend and give myself a whole other year. And wow, it was such an incredible experience getting to tie that in with EIM and entrepreneurship, it was just like the best of both worlds for me. Mm-hmm. And I finally felt like I was like getting getting everything I wanted to get out of Cal Poly. Um, and so the whole learn by doing thing came through that. And I joined clubs. I was part of the entre- entrepreneurship club and basically was tapping into their whole network as well and ecosystem there at Cal Poly. And, you know, I was going to all the startup launch weekends and the hackathons and the meetings yeah. and just building businesses in 48 hours and having a whole weekend to, you know, build a team, build a business and like make it successful and then present it in front of a huge audience. And like those kind of things where it's like, you put yourself in these crazy stressful environments, but you're just so stoked at the same time. Like, and just networking with such a diverse crew of people. And like, you know, I got the opportunity to like be in classes with, with people from all majors, right. When you add that minor, you, you get a huge uh, diverse group. Like I'm working with engineers and, and computer science and just like just yeah. everyone from all these different angles and routes that you just now are part of your network and people that you get to learn and grow with. And, you know, something like that for me was so special and it, it really allowed me to embrace the learn by doing aspect. Um, and just, yeah, just delve straight into it. So yeah. having that and being able to bring that to the table now where I'm at in my position is just is huge and it's gone a long way. And if I can encourage, anyone at Cal Poly or anyone listening to this is take advantage of the resources that Cal Poly offers because it's second to none. Um, I ended up getting to go in, just even into the craft center. Um, I remember finding that and realizing like, whoa, I could like take ceramics class here. And yeah, I ended up taking a ceramics class. And then I took the next one. And then I realized like, oh my God, I love this. And everyone there was like, you should teach it. So I ended up getting hired by ASI to be the ceramics instructor at Cal Poly as well. No way. And, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I don't know if I ever got to tell you that, but no, you've never yeah, told so me that. I thought year, you were gonna say making surfboards instead. You're like, no, I did make I did make a couple surfboards in there. I bet you but did. Yeah. <laughs> I fell way more in love with ceramics. Um awesome. But just having that space, it was such a creative space for students to come in and just kind of yeah. unwind after a hard days of study and yeah. Or just in between classes, go in there and paint and draw or do some stained glass and 
make some jewelry, use the wood shop. I ended up building a little cigar box guitar in there and no. getting to do that, building some surfboards, doing a ton of ceramics and, you know, just getting to help manage the studio as well and just learn yeah. everything about it. And like having that creative space as well and then tying it back into school and then being a part of the clubs and just like just using everything that's on offer and yeah. whether it be the rec center, the climbing wall, or just like, no, just no. all these things that are available to us. And I got to take the beekeeping class and just like, you know, I started just having fun with it. And I was like, you know, if I'm here, like, let's do this. Let's maximize this opportunity and really, yeah. really take advantage of what's on offer. Cause there's so much. And yeah. you know, it's easy to kind of fly by and just do the curriculum and get in and get out and get to your job and the whole deal. But like, yeah. for me, it was so different. I, I never knew I was going to go to college when I graduated high school. I graduated early. I moved to Costa Rica, never even thought about college. I was just like, I'm helped start a boat chartering business down there where we would host families, take them surfing in the Santa Rosa national park, take them on adventures and eco tours. And like that, I was like, Oh, this is it. And then I ended up after, after that, I went and traveled to Indonesia for my first time. And I was with a friend who was like, Hey, like, what are you going to do Jay, when you go home? Like just hang out at home. And I was like, I don't really know. Like, this guy offered me a house in San Luis Obispo. Like it's cheap rent. Like I might move there. He's like, well, are you going to go to school? It's like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I don't really, I've never even thought about that. Like, I didn't like think I was going to ever go to school. He's like, dude, I just took two years of community college. I just got into USF. I'm, I'm going to get a finance degree. He's like, you should try it. Just go to the community college. There's one in San Luis Obispo. Check it out. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll move there. because That's where the rent's cheap. And I don't know much about it, but Seems like, you know, there's a good yeah. opportunity. So I went and yeah. started going to Costa and I was like, kind of fell in love with school again. I was like, wow, this is like so special. You get to create your own schedule and take the classes you want to take. And just like, it was so different from high school for me. And yeah, I just fell in love with it again and started chipping away. And, you know, I was like, it was such a distant dream at the time to get into Cal Poly. I was fine with just going to Costa and getting the associate's degree. And right. as soon as I kept getting and closer and getting good grades and just feeling that like just the the goodness of like handling business there i was like wow like right i i think i can do this actually like the dream kept getting narrow and narrow i was like well i think i could actually go to cal poly yeah and you know so when i got in after four years i was like it's possible i got in and then yeah you know, having that admission be revoked and yeah and i i went back and did it again and got back in and after yeah. five years and yeah. You know, I got to start my journey there at Cal Poly. I already had like five years of college behind me. So it was, you know, entering it was a bit funny, like just being kind of older and like, you know, you're going into classes with freshmen. I, I remember like a funny story. Um, just kind of like the first two days of being on uh, in school, like people would ask, you know, the classic, what's your name? What's your major? What year are you? Yeah. And as a transfer student, I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Like, is it my first year or am I telling them I'm a sixth year or what the deal is? And so like, <laughs> right, right. like people being like, so what year are you? Like, oh, I'm a sixth year. And the people are like, oh, cool. And just kind of like turn away and like avoid the conversation. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like people don't really like that I'm a sixth year. That's weird. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to try something else. And I'm like, Oh, I'm in my first year at Cal Poly, like as a transfer student, people, Oh no way. It's so cool. Like what major are you? Blah, blah, blah. And just kind of uh -huh. avoid that. Like how to phrase it, how to work stuff, and, <laughs> you know, just how to just market yourself as a human. 
that was kind of just like a big learning experience right away. I was like, oh, well, just, just how you market yourself and, you know, getting into classes with, with Dr. Rue and just, she was, you know, explaining how to teach us how to market our degrees. Right. Cause we have such a unique degree that it's no one else has. Right. So w- when people ask me like, what's your degree in? It's like, I start off with saying, you know, it's a mouthful, but I'll tell you <laughs> it's a degree in experience, industry management with a focus in business management and sustainable tourism, as well as a minor in entrepreneurship. One yeah. of them is from the college agricultural food and environmental sciences and the other one is from the college of Orphelia, Orphelia college of business yeah. so it's like you can go on and market it and make it sound so crazy and tech and it's like yeah. you know it is what it is and yeah i'm just blessed that i need to study there and yeah yeah finish off my education in australia well i love it jade and such um you're such a you're such a great storyteller so i feel like um before we get into your internship i i i, I do want you to talk about that but um Let's um um let let's let's get a let's get a couple good surfing stories uh to, out out into the uh out into the world. So, how about you tell us your most memorable surfing experience, and then your most harrowing, uh, or scary surfing experience? Okay, you got you yeah got, you got um, yeah I can, that, I can do that yeah you I can, can do, do that, that. so. One of my most memorable experiences um, has to be a trip with, I had like a huge crew basically in Indonesia. We had like a North America and South America crew, a bunch of friends from like Argentina, Peru, and then a bunch of friends from North America. And we had like this like dual, we both had a van and we were just cruising across Bali. We drove to Lombok and to go surf this wave called Desert Point. And we were just having like the funniest battles back and forth. And just like, it was like a full like North versus South team and like, yeah, just messing with each other, having a good time. We ended up scoring waves, and this huge swell came, and everyone's like, doesn't know what to do, right? And I was like, no, we got to go to this island, like Gilly Travangon. Like, I know there's gonna be waves there, and like, it's known as a party island. And all the boys were just like, no, like you just want to go there and party. Like, I'm like, no, I think the swell is actually gonna be there. Like, we should go there. And like, no, we got to go to Super Suck and Sumbawa. And, whatever there's all this back and forth like where to go and i ended up convincing them to go to this island and right before we got there we showed up to this other perfect wave that where we would take the boat out of singigi harbor to head over there and um boys like we gotta surf here like it's firing but there was already a bunch of crew on it and i was like no like there's already people here like come on keep going like let's keep this adventure going we're going to the island and we ended up going and it was there's three islands, Gailey Air, Gailey Menno, and Gailey Tromogon. One's a local island, one's a romance island, one's a party island. And the party island that we went to had the best waves anyone has ever seen. Like, just absolutely pumping. No one around, just me and my friends. Oh, so wow. we scored two days of nonstop perfect waves with no one around. And everyone's going, this is the best day of my life. Spent Just like that kind of type of high energy. Nice. Um, for two days and just like having that experience with my friends on like a tiny little island in the middle of you know indonesia so memorable and something i'll always yeah cherish and kind of look forward to having you know you don't get those opportunities in life to score with all your best friends somewhere in the world so yeah yeah, that was super special um and i guess a harrowing one um i recently had a pretty heavy experience surfing near san luis Obispo up in big sur where the, ah, it's just this novelty wave that doesn't break very often over a shallow reef ah. and 
it, it only can break three times a year because you need king tides, which are only in November, December, and January, which only happen three days a month, so nine possible days with just the tide window. And then you've got to narrow that down for a swell direction wind and all that. Right. And realistically, maybe you get to surf here once a year, twice a year. And I just was frothing because I, I thought I saw all the variables line up and I wanted to get up there and go surf. So I went up there and a friend was going to join me. He hadn't joined me yet. So I just went down by myself. And there was a couple of bodyboarders surfing across the web. And I was like, oh, I'll just go out there and have fun. And it was a little too big for the spot. And it was sucking all the water off the reef. And basically what happened was I got dry docked, like stuck on dry reef. And this wave came and I didn't have anywhere to go and I was stuck. So I pushed my board aside and tried to just punch through it. And the wave just pancaked me backwards and I ended up breaking my back. Um, luckily, I was wearing a helmet. Uh, I was super concussed as well, but it could have been way worse had I not been wearing my helmet. And uh, my board broke and I had to swim in by myself. Um, I was trying not to freak out, like scream for help. And I was just like trying to breathe through it and, you know, go into my happy place and didn't know how severe it was at the time. And I swam in and basically the current pushed me to the wrong spot. So I couldn't scale the cliff where I was and had to get back in the water, swim around another headland. And, you know, I finally got to land and I had to scale up this cliff and I couldn't get up it. I was in so much pain and my back was broken and I was screaming at these people in the water to ask for help and they went in. And so I was just there by myself, like trying to figure out how to do this. And yeah, I ended up just, just getting through the pain and using my adrenaline and hiked up and got up to the road. And as soon as I got to the road, my friend who was going to come join, just showed up and, oh, you know, he got there and was like, where's all your stuff? Like, what's going on? I was like, Hey, I just broke my back for sure. Like, uh, I don't know where my stuff is. My board's broken. My backpack's down there. Like, and we don't have service where we are. So it's not like I can call 911 or anything. Of course, like, yeah. Full, nowhere no service and pretty heavy situation and yeah he drives a construction truck and i couldn't sit down so we couldn't figure out how i'm going to get to the hospital and yeah by all the angels above me were just sending me good vibes and luckily a a friend and his girlfriend were driving back from northern big sur in a vw van with a bed in it and pulled over to say hello and i told him hey look i need her out of the hospital can i hop in the van and they carried me and put me in the back and yeah, so my friend Garrett drove me and my friend Tyson drove my truck because I had an old 85 manual that I didn't really trust anyone to drive, but I let him drive it. Uh-huh. My friend's girlfriend drove Tyson's truck. So we all ran to the hospital and, you know, it's about an hour and a half away. And right. we get to um, the best part of the story. We get to Santa Rosa and Foothill, the busiest intersection in San Luis Obispo, right? Right next to the hospital, Sierra Vista. And the van runs out of gas in the middle of the intersection. And oh, no way. so my friend Tyson, who's, who's driving my truck, which is manual, gets out to try to help and forgets that my truck's manual doesn't put the e-brake on. And my truck rolls into the middle of the intersection and hits the van. And so now we've got a two-car collision with my truck and the van in the middle of the intersection. Oh, huge, huge traffic jam. People freaking out, not realizing that I'm in the back of the van with a broken back, like, yeah. And I'm trying to orchestrate the whole situation. Like, guys, what is happening? Like, and my friend tries to take take my truck and push in first gear, like push the van and like keeps hitting it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get out, like push the van in neutral. Like, I'm fully yeah. orchestrating the situation. Yeah. And we get to the gas ever figure it out, get some gas, get to the hospital. And yeah, it was just such a crazy experience. 
Yeah. And, you know, it could have been so much worse. I'm so grateful that you know yeah. everyone showed up when they did and got me the help I needed. But, you know, that just yeah. happens in surfing like more than more than not, you would think. And yeah. Yeah. And your back's fine now. Say, uh, say that again. Your back's healed up. Yeah, I'm far from a hundred, but I've came a long way. I'm back in the water surfing. I've actually, yeah, yeah it took eight months off and then surfed for a month and didn't feel great. Took another two months off and then surfed like for my second time and dislocated my shoulder and it's surfing again and was out for another four months and uh-huh. I just kind of got back into it. So yeah, it's been a long year and a half with, <laughs> right. with not too much thing, but it has given me an opportunity to do so many other things in life, like, you know, yeah. maximize all those opportunities at school. And I picked up guitar and got, got to spend more time doing ceramics. And, you know, so without surfing, it's like, there would have been a time in my life where I would have been like losing it. Just going, I yeah. can't surf. Like, what am I doing? And, yeah. you know, said I just kind of took that, you know, that mindset we were talking about earlier and taking yeah. these negatives and turning it into positives and yeah. just maximizing my time here on earth. Cause it's so special. And yeah, yeah. I'm just, waste any any bit of moments <laughs> i love it i love it and that 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 so fits into the narrative there jade and so let's um let's talk about some of those uh other opportunities right so you, you got over you got over to australia for your official internship and um good old dr greenwood here's your internship supervisor and you were all stoked and ready to work for um album album surfboard right which is a a, a pretty yeah. well established brand in the surf industry and and um and lo and behold your mentor josh is like you know what i actually think you'd be better for pedal and uh yeah. so let's so talk about that and what that was like like when you get back over there and um because you did tell us about pedal earlier so you had some experience with these guys right yeah so I basically, yeah, like I said, you know, they were out here last time I was here and we, we got to spend two weeks together just be, becoming friends. Like, yeah, I didn't think that, you know, it's like going to be someone I'd ever work for or I, I never thought that route. Right. So right. when me and Josh have been planning this whole internship thing over the past six months and telling him that I'm going to come out and do it. Um, he's a cool, like, I'll get you working for album. Like I got a space there for you. Um, and I was cool with that. You know, I was comfortable in the surf industry and that's what I know. And I was ready for that. And you know, when I got out here, he's like, Hey, look, like, I want you to work at pedal. Like albums kind of already staffed up. I need someone at pedal. I think you're going to be the perfect person. It aligns way more with your values as far as sustainability as they're taking that approach as a business. Mm-hmm. Like I, I see a ton of opportunity growth for you within the brand. And I, that's where I want you. And I was like, Holy more Like, yes, thank you. I'm so stoked. But like, I filled out all my forms and told my professors and all of Cal Poly that I'm doing this. And like, I'm figuring out like, what, what am I going to do? You know? So luckily I got to have that meeting with you. And when I kind of explained that situation, you were so cool and understanding about it. And obviously it was a great choice and well, I wouldn't take it back for anything. And yeah. So now I've landed this role at pedal electric bikes and yeah. Yeah. It's, what you're doing. I couldn't ask for anything more. It's, it's been so incredible so far. And has allowed me to, you know, we kind of fill out our goals and tasks and what we want to achieve through the internship. And like by week two, I was like, I've already checked all those boxes and then some. Like, like give me some more. Let's make more goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell us, tell us what you're doing. Like, what does your day to day look like? Tell us about Pedal Electric. Um, what their what their story is like. You said that that yeah. 
um, they're pretty well established in other places, right? But now um, they're they're trying to break into the Australia market. Is that right? Yeah. So they founded in 2019 um, as basically kind of first one of the first to markets when it all started becoming a thing, like right before the pandemic and electric bikes kind of in that boom. And um, yeah, they've been very successful in America the past few years. And um, Josh Kerr, my mentor and boss here is just an opportunity creator. And, you know, with him traveling to America and Australia, half the time of the year, he goes to America and sees all these things that are booming out there that haven't quite made itself to Australia yet. And so then he creates these opportunities where he'll license a brand or be a co-founder or an investor and bring them over to Australia because there's so much opportunity for growth in the market. And so he's done that. He actually has two of them out here. He's got Murph electric bikes and pedal electric. So two different brands in the e-bike industry, as well as album surfboards and a Balter brewery, um, some wave pools. So he's kind of across the board on everything, but, but yeah. So they basically last time I was here, they were in the process of bringing it to Australia um, so him and then alongside another professional surfer, Chippa Wilson, um, who's just so tapped in the industry and such a great ambassador and face of the, um, and it just really fits kind of his aspect of living. And yeah, so they were in charge of bringing it over here. And so they've basically had like kind of a, not a slow start, but just like not having too many people here at the moment. They had someone kind of running the show who then needed to go often do some electrician work and because that's when he was an electrician by trade and couldn't manage both jobs and had someone kind of here pulling the weight and someone here pulling the way and then like josh was like dude like i need you here you gotta you gotta run this business let's run the show together like this is your baby let's, let's do this and so i'm lucky that you know josh trusts me and we've worked together in the past and he, he knows my hard work and determination and he saw that and basically was like here here's what you're going to be doing and you know, the list is long of what I do, but on a day-to-day -day basis, it changes every day. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. here in my office right now that I just upstairs. Um, basically, yeah, everything from a bike technician now, which I didn't know much about before, but I can now be a full technician on bikes, build them, troubleshoot them, just understand all the problems that go on and being able to help customers if anything happens in maintenance. And then I'm also like head of sales. Um, so I'm also managing all the accounts that we have currently and also, you know, working on getting new accounts and just managing that whole wholesale and retail space. And then um, also marketing and making sure everything's good on socials and websites and just everything streamlined across the board. Yeah. So I'm like getting to tap into this. Also business development, just thinking how we can grow in logistics and do this whole side of the business. And then um yeah uh it just it's a plethora of opportunity and growth within it but i'm just so stoked to have that opportunity and um go across the board and obviously with experience industry management tying in it's like yeah i'm already planning events we've already had multiple events um the other just last weekend i got to go attend like this uh it's called the chumpy poland foundation gala and it's like the biggest night on the gold coast and so I went and got a suit and dressed up head to toe and went to this gala and we we were yeah, raffling yeah. off an electric bike there. So I got to go pre-set it up on display so everyone could see that. There were 650 attendees and, you know, I'm sitting at this table with Josh Kerr and his family and alongside eight-time world champ Stephanie Gilmore and just like in this room with like 
everyone who's someone and i'm just like this is crazy this is like part of my job i'm just getting to network love you it. know be a part of things right so um it's been so fun and yeah just building relationships with i've i've always been in sales um always had like a side job in sales mm-hmm. sold skateboards forever just um, starting a skateboard company in high school with some friends and mm-hmm. having that and just always had that kind of background and um entrepreneurial-esque uh, ventures as well so yeah just coming out here just felt felt natural and um there's a ton of stuff i i did know and i i feel comfortable and competent in but there was a ton of stuff that i was like i'm re- i gotta learn so much so i'm spending all day in the office right. or out on the, you know out on the road doing work or just going to shops or just planning experiences and activations and but then i'm also going home and just nerding out on like on all things extra and just getting like so um just yeah just invested into what i'm doing because i'm excited for it and there's so much opportunity for growth and i get to be across the board on all things so yeah i i just love it jade and i'm so happy for you you know um i hope you know how much i uh how much i think of, of you and and um you know uh that 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 spirit that that you um that you have you know since the very first time i met you you know you can just you can just feel your positive energy and um and you know i think i i attribute it to a number of different things you know i mean um uh, josh earlier we we had an internship meeting with josh jade and i did and and josh talked about jade's ability to network um really seamlessly with lots of different people and um and I, you know, I asked Jade about that and he was like, yeah, you know, I think it probably stems from, from, you know, traveling all over the world and, and surfing and, and, you know, you have to talk to so many different people and, but, but, you know, not, not everybody's able to do like net, networking really is a skill. Um, I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that, Jade. And, um, you know, I'm sure there was a time where you were probably not as great at it as you are now. Um, but can can you talk about that networking and and how it's helped to open doors for you in in your life? For sure, yeah. I mean, just people go a long way. Like we're all humans, right? So it's like we're all connected on a level already. And I've just been building this like I call it the spider web effect, right? It's like basically you have this little network and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. But it's all connected. Everyone knows each other within one or three people, whatever. And mm-hmm. being able to travel across the whole world, you start realizing how small the world is. So it's like, you you don't want to burn, burn bridges. You, you, you want to just be the best, most standout person you can be and, and, you know, bring more to the table than you take. And, you know, just have all these kind of mindsets around like how you could be the best human and how you can interact with people and, you know, just, provide amazing experiences if that's what you're doing or just being a standout human in general. Right. So being able to travel has been a huge thing for me. Um, I've been doing it since a very young age. Um, surfing is the reason I started traveling. Um, so, you know, it's like, yeah, not everyone has that like, like reason to go travel. Right. A lot of people get comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've never been comfortable just staying. I've always needed to like get out and go do something or, just be out of my comfort zone that because that's when I grow the most is when I like just the furthest place from home. Um, yeah. So I've always tried to do that. And, you know, I realized like I'm traveling across the world and like, there's all these people that I can't even communicate to because we speak different languages and, there, and there's these barriers. Right. So like right. from a young age, I, was like, I need to learn Spanish because all the places that I go to surf, people speak Spanish. 
And so I took eight years in school throughout college and high school and middle school. And it was really cool. But in order to really learn it, I had to go immerse myself in the ecosystem and just really, you know, put myself in that culture and understand mm-hmm. it. So I got to spend so many trips to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Panama, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Spain, just all these Spanish speaking places where mm-hmm. now some of my best friends around the world barely speak English. But because I would took that opportunity to like, you know, just maximize my ability to communicate and understand with other people across the world. And now I have all these relationships and opportunities abroad across the whole world. And it does connect and everything just, you just realize everything just connects and, you know, you just go there and be the best person you can and leave more and bring more than, you know, just take that mindset everywhere. Um, yeah, just building the network is crucial. A lot of people say, you know, it's, it's who you know, not what you know, but you got to know your stuff too. You can't just yeah. know people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was so going to say, I yeah. spent the last eight, eight years getting education as well. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, know, you got to do both and be well diverse in, in your field. So yeah, just, just networking in general. Like, I don't know if, you know, because my upbringing or whatever it is, but like, I've always just been... Yeah, just like willing to talk to people and not having like boundaries or like free mm-hmm. judgments or just like I'm I'm willing to listen to anyone. Like yeah. whether I agree with them or not, I'm always have an open ear. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm willing to listen and engage in conversations, whether they're difficult ones or easy ones. And yeah, you know, just put myself in these system in, in these like parts of the world where you know, I'm just, I'm just here as another human trying to learn and get the most yeah. out of it. Cause everyone's got something to teach or something to tell you about. And if you just there to listen and, and really embrace that, it, it goes a long way and just being a, trying to be the nicest person you, you can be. And yeah, I don't know. It's gone a long way. And I'm very, very fortunate for the network I have today. And right. even since I've been here, like my professional network has just tenfold, like right. it's crazy. The people that surrounded with in the past month and i'm sure yeah if you told my young self who what i'd be doing right now and who i'd be surrounded with i would have been like no way yeah right like and now here i am like just surrounded by icons and legends and just people that i've looked up to my whole life and yeah to work alongside them and we all just treat each other like humans and yeah it's yeah it's really special I love it. I love it, Jade. And I, you know, as you, as you've been talking, like one of the things, um, one of the threads that keeps coming out for me is your curiosity. You know, you've got, you, you obviously have a really high curiosity, uh, quotient. And, um, and I think that's, um, one of the things in listening to you talk, you know, I, I think it probably one of the things that probably stemmed from is how you kind of came back to learning, right? How you came back to not to learning, but how you came back to education or school, right? You weren't like it wasn't like uh, you're just doing it because that's what everybody else does. You were like, you know, you you met a friend who was like, yeah, dude, you totally could do community college. And you're like, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Right. And it just seems like since then, you've just maintained this curiosity about the world and about learning things. You know, I asked Jade earlier in his internship meeting about um, our coursework and um, what really stood out for him in his internship in terms of what he learned. And I've never had anyone do this before. 
basically Jane went through each and every professor that we have and was just like, we have the most amazing professors at Cal Poly. And he just like talked about how much he learned from each and every one. And so that, that curiosity, that, that love for learning, um, man, Jade, uh, it's, it's such an awesome thing to hear. And I think it's such an awesome lesson for so many people to, to get to hear myself included, you know, as a, a 50 year old professor like that, um, that thirst and curiosity for learning is something that we all need to, to keep going in our lives. And then, um, and, and then also that amazing, uh, amazing, uh, example that you set there too of of being that we're all human and being kind to one another and and listening to one another um just amazing i i can't thank you enough uh jade for spending the time with us um i'm so happy to be able to highlight uh to be able to highlight you i'm so uh so happy for you uh, as you're about to graduate from from cal poly and I just know that you're going to be an incredible representative um, for for us out in the world. And I want to say now, um, you know, your journey's just beginning. And so um, the only um, the only thing I got to make sure you you do is you come back and visit uh, in a few years on the podcast. How's that? Yeah, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, honestly, a huge thank you again to all the faculty and staff within the experience industry department. And yeah, I'm honored to have gone through this education alongside you all. And yeah, just yeah, I look forward to coming back. And you know, this in uh, this podcast happened today, but I'm so happy to come back in a few years and talk about where I'm at then. So yeah, Love thank it. you for having me. I really appreciate your time. And yeah. Love it. Soon. Congratulations on graduating, man. Thanks so much. All right. See ya.